listening to the Checkdown Podcast. Here are your football tacticians, John Hastings and Noah Jurgens. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Checkdown Podcast. I am John Elway Hastings, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He is Noah Jurgens. Noah, how are you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, pal. Good to be here, as always. Just ready to talk some football. Well, Noah, the first round of the NFL Draft just concluded, so today's episode will be our gut reaction to the first round. But before we get started, we need to take care of a couple matters of business. First off, a special thank you to Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman of the Huddle Up Podcast for inspiring us to do this podcast. Secondly, make sure... For all you listeners that you are following the show on Twitter, at Sideline Media 2. And finally, let's take 10 seconds to recognize our sponsors. Are you a runner or an athlete that just wants good athletic shoes? The Sports Shop has all your technical running shoe needs. The Sports Shop is a great place for all of your athletic needs. Be sure to leave us a creative review on Apple Podcasts. And every month, we will randomly select two names from our reviewers and send them some Sports Shop swag. Okay, Noah, well on to the main topic of today. Which pick surprised you the most? The biggest pick that surprised me the most, and I'm just going to name it, it was Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. And I'm going to start it off here. There is no justification in that pick as of right now i'm i'm sitting here watching the tv and when i heard jordan love get picked by the green bay packers i'm like wow that is the kick in the head slap in the face kicking the kicking the feet to aaron Rodgers. like man you don't give the guy any weapons in the first round ever since he was as a quarterback and you draft his protege his predecessor now i get the whole i get the whole argument well he did that with brett Favre, and i'm like this is different aaron Rodgers was a bona fide number one draft pick in san francisco made a mistake not drafting aaron Rodgers. he was obviously the best quarterback in that draft but it was different oh yeah between- undoubtedly Right. And Brett Favre, you know, he speculated retirement, and he he was going to be gone in three years, and when Aaron Rodgers went in, Brett Favre was not a great guy to him. And that, to me, of all of the draft picks, like, I, you knew, I knew that the first pick was going to be Joe Burrow, the second pick was going to be Chase Young. The draft really started at pick three with the Lions. And the Lions went with an uh, offensive lineman. No, which I no, thought, no. Who'd they get? The Lions took Okuda from Ohio Okuda, State, the corner. Right, right. yeah. The Giants, the Giants took the Georgia tackle, which, right. which I don't think that any mock drafts had them taking. But No. And I, I'm all for difference makers, but you gotta you gotta go to the silver lining and say, yeah, definitely to me would be jo- Jordan Love, a number at number twenty six, and Green Bay traded to get him. 
they traded a fourth round pick to Miami to get him, which I don't think I think they could have got him at thirty if you ask me. But and you know it is hard because you got a thirty a thirty round. But you know you got the number thirty pick in every draft, so it's hard to get the big guys like C.D. Lamb, like Jerry Judy. And I, I get the justification of not trading. I do. But as I said, no, absolutely. To me, it's Jordan Love. Uh, but, you know, there was a lot of things that happened last night. You mentioned the Giants picked the Georgia guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of things that went down that night that is a little questionable. But they obviously know more than I do, more than you and I do. So, I hope we're wrong, but I just I don't see it happening. I I don't see it being good right now for the near future. But you know, and I mentioned quarterbacks a little bit between my rant, and you know that we had a couple a couple quarterbacks three in the first round. You got Joe Burrow at one, Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa. I don't know. Tagovailoa. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, you got him at five and then Jordan Love at 30. You've heard my take well, on Jordan and, Love at 30. And Herbert uh, at and six. And Herbert. Shoot, I f- totally forgot about him at six. So there was, you know, quite a bit of talent on that on that board of quarterbacks. Wait, because, really? You know. You think that there were – no, I don't think so. I think Jordan Love is a talented guy, but as far as his talents translating into the NFL – I just don't see it. And Tua, he's talented. He's he's a very talented guy. But I don't see much of really any talent with Herbert and Burrow. They remind me of those, like, a wildly mediocre pocket passer. Like a Josh Rosen type guy. A Josh Rosen? Yeah. You're going to put Joe Burrow in the same class as Josh Rosen. Yes. The same Joe Burrow that arguably had the best college season a quarterback has ever had. Okay. Well, okay. Well, how that hard is Burrow. it to win in college? Uh, and see, but the thing about Joe Burrow, he had, he had an absolutely phenomenal supporting cast. What's your point? All right. My point is there is nothing separating Joe Burrow from, you know, any of the, or like Andy Dalton. There's there's nothing that really separates Burrow from Dalton. His tools, his skills, they're all wildly mediocre. There's nothing that makes Joe Burrow that that franchise changing quarterback. You know why he is not? No, 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 no. That the the fact that you mentioned Joe, Joe Burrow and Josh Rosen in the same breath is blasphemous. It's blasphemous that you put those two quarterbacks in the same breath. Joe Burrow arguably had the best quarterback season ever in college football. He played SEC teams that lit up the board on draft night. He played top defenses in Alabama. He played defenses like Clemson, like Ohio State. In every game he played, he nearly dominated. Okay. Nearly dominated. Okay. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with the the point that you made that said he's not mechanical and he's not as 
You know, he doesn't show a whole lot more than what Andy Dalton would be, but the I justify their pick. I truly do because Joe Burrow is the guy that it's it's hard to pass up on him. People have done it. You seen Nebraska, Ohio State pass up on him. What did he do? He lit the scoreboard up in LSU, and I love the pick. He, will it? Will it? You know, maybe work out. I don't know. the The first round pick for QBs have been deadly for them. I mean, you look at Cam Newton. He's looking for a new team. Baker Mayfield obviously hasn't played up to par. Baker Mayfield has played like a third round pick. Yeah, right. And Jameis Winston. I mean, the list goes on. Marcus Mariota, uh, that the uh, Chicago Bears guy. Trubisky. Trubisky, thank you. Uh, Well, okay. Another thing about Burrow that just really rubs me the wrong way. Before Tua was injured, he was the consensus, you know, top quarterback in all of college football. And then after Tua got injured, it seems like everybody just turned their attention to Burrow. No. See, I... I'd bet money right now that if Tua had not gotten injured in, what, early or mid-November, that he would have been the Heisman Trophy winner instead of Burrow. Maybe. You know, I will say this. Burrow is not my favorite quarterback in the draft. Okay? It's Tua. Tua is... Tua's my favorite quarterback. I've seen him in college. And you're right. Before he was injured, people were were saying tank for Tua. I was talking about I think you tank for my I think Miami should tank and draft Tua. It didn't need to be that way because Tua got hurt and Miami was sitting at number five and could get him. Now, here's my thing though. Burrow was not a he was a second round third round guy before the, his 2019 season. If you look at the stats, he was near dominant. It's like no one no one ever had a better season than him. And I understand the supporting cast he had was phenomenal. Like no no other college had that. They were loaded. You're right. But if I'm Cincinnati and I'm sitting at the number one pick, you need a quarterback you to to galvanize your team to to you know turn the table around maybe you find something uh well look at all the other college quarterbacks who dominated and then you know they didn't show anything in the nfl i'm talking about guys like sam bradford or christian ponder yeah it's debate and i I don't. I think the first round draft pick. I mean, Cincinnati earned it. They true. They did. Oh yeah. So I. I think you gotta. You gotta get a guy that can, you know, turn the table around. And I. I. I justify the pick. I don't. I don't know. And I've. I've said this before too to you. I don't think that number one draft pick guys are are always a sure slam dunk thing in the NFL. Okay, well, they would be if they were guys named Chase Young. See? Taking a number one overall. And 
that's kind of what I argued about too. I'm like, what about you get the best draft, yeah. the best guy on the board, and take, then you draft around. Take Chase Young now, and then, okay, if the Bengals took Chase Young, just hypothetically speaking, they take Chase Young at number one, they're probably still going to lose quite a few games and be within right. striking distance of that Clemson kid next season. Yeah. And, and that Clemson kid is by far better than Burrow. I disagree with that. I okay. disagree with that. Too. I say that that Clemson kid could be the, the next Andrew Luck type college prospect. Where's Andrew Luck now? He is at home on the couch. Yeah, thank you. I'm just saying, I uh, no no disrespect to Andrew Luck, but I think I think that Joe Burrow has the has the talent to be a good NFL quarterback, and he's not in a great situation. And that's my that's my next point. Quarterbacks are are benefited and scrutinized in almost. Almost like, almost dead in the water before it even started. Look at look at this. Jordan Love's situation as a quarterback at number thirty is the best situation in my opinion, and because he doesn't have to start or he doesn't have to start in three years, he gets the luxury of just sitting behind a Hall of Fame NFL, you know, most talented quarterback I've laid my eyes on. He doesn't have to play, and he's in an organization that has proved that it can win games. I look at Justin Herbert. He's got a loaded cast of, of wide receivers. He got Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, Williams, and Eckler at running back. I mean, he's got he's got a supporting cast and Hunter Henry. I mean, I can't believe I missed his name, but my point is. You can't say the same for Joe Burrow. He didn't. I mean, it, A.J. Green is a great wide receiver when he's on the field. He can never be on the field. I I like their I like some of their wide receivers, but for the most part, his his he's in a dumpster fire with Cincinnati. And I've already mentioned they were the number one pick. They were terrible, and they got to turn it around. You gotta get a playmaker like Joe Burrow, an alpha dog like Joe Burrow, and I do agree. Okay, okay, hold up, hold up, an alpha dog like Joe Burrow. Okay, yeah, so what I said. Think about this. So they pass on alpha dogs like Chase Young and Jeffrey Okuda and even uh, Isaiah Simmons to draft Joe Burrow. Now. Think about the 2007 Raiders who drafted Jamarcus Russell at number one at number one overall. They passed on on Megatron who went at two overall, Joe Thomas who went at three overall, and Adrian Peterson who went at seven overall. They passed on those three Hall of Fame or I guess potential Hall of Fame players to draft a bust in, in Jamarcus Russell just because they thought that they had to have a quarterback that year. What's going to win you football games? 
at the end of the day. Defense? Yeah. Listen, okay, great players are going to win you football games, not mediocre quarterbacks. You know, that's not the bet I'm taking, though. That is not the bet I'm saying. I'm not saying, you're telling me that Joe Burrow is going to come in and lay an egg for the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals, and maybe he might. He might. See, see, he might be I'm not. Boss. I'm not saying that he'll lay an egg. I'm saying that he's not as surefire of a guy as, you know, any of the, you know, actual quality picks. You know, though, I, I, I think at the end of the night, you have to say what, what player is going to win us a football game. Chase Young is a hell of a player, the best prospect in the draft. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing, but he's not going to win you a football game. Him alone is not going to win you a football game. I, you've seen Khalil Mack. Oh, what has he done with the Bears? I mean, he went to the Bears, who was who obviously a great defense before him, and became a better a better defensive team. We're not questioning the defensive team, but why are the Bears losing games now? Why are they not winning games? It's because that Mitch Trubisky can't play. Um, he might be able to play, but he's not been up to par. Joe Burrow might be their guy, and I hope he is because I don't dis I don't disagree with his pick. I think you got to go after a guy like him because if you don't and you get someone like Chase Young. You're going to regret it when he's sitting on the Redskins or someone that, you know, he, he's go, he plays with a chip on his shoulder, always has. He's going to be an interesting – he's going to be an interesting topic, and I'm excited to see what he says. This podcast is powered by Sideline Media. Okay, well – a big thing for me about Burrow, he couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. And didn't Dwayne Haskins have 55 touchdowns his last season there? Is that right? I can't. I, I can't believe you. I, first, 55 first you touchdowns Burrow and Burrow and had 60? Rose. That's no, no. only five more in college. I'm, I'm just... I'm I'm amazed that you put Joe Burrow and Josh Rosen in the same breath, and then you turn around and put Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins in another. Are you? Well, Dwayne Haskins beat out Joe Burrow. Yeah, Uh, and 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 everybody was saying last season that Dwayne Haskins was a surefire NFL starter from day one and turns out he's not and now the and now they're saying the exact same thing about burrow who got beat out by dwayne haskins no (laughs) oh my gosh dude no i'm telling you right now joe burrow and dwayne haskins that argument is terrible it is terrible dwayne haskins was it went to the redskins and he's a and he was he was really done wrong because the Redskins a lot of people didn't want him. Jay Gruden, the head coach at that time, said no, I want someone else. And the owner called down and basically made the move for him. So 
His situation was entirely different. Joe Burrow went to Ohio State, didn't do great. He wanted to go to Nebraska. Nebraska and Scott Frost didn't want him. He's like, is he better than what we have? I mean, Joe Burrow then went to LSU, had an okay junior, uh, sophomore year with him, and they projected him to be a second-round pick. This is all facts that we already know, but the fact that you put Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow in the same breath, in the same, like comparing them to the same season, Joe Burrow had obviously the best quarterback season ever. As in college, in look college, at his, look at his stats. Night, he went undefeated in the in the college football season, beating teams like Alabama, Georgia, LSU, uh, well, not LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, Florida, Florida State. As the, the list goes on, uh, he beat what five top ten teams. Think in- about this: Nick Saban was the coach for the Dolphins. And he couldn't do it with the Dolphins. So he transitioned to college football and found an easier way to win a championship. Alright. The same thing goes with Joe Burrow. It's a lot easier in college than it is in the NFL. Well, duh. It's a lot easier to win in flag football than it is in tackle football. We're not comparing apples to oranges here. Okay? Okay? No. Joe, you're saying that are, – are you going to tell me that Joe Burrow is a bust already without taking an NFL snap? That is disrespectful. He is not a bust already, just he has incredible bust potential. So does every person in the draft that gets drafted. Okay. Chase Young does not have incredible draft potential. He doesn't. He is going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. You're kidding. Chase Young is arguably the best defensive prospect to come out of any draft since Von Miller. No. No. Okay. What prospect since Von Miller has been better than Chase Young on defense? Mm, Was Jadavian Clowney before him? No. Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, the Bosa brothers. They okay. Um, they are not better than Chase Young. No way. You're telling me that is blasphemous. That is truly. I I think you should. I I don't know. I think you should sleep and think about what you say because the stuff you're saying right now, Chase Young is a Hall of Famer without he is. taking an NFL snap. That's blasphemous. You're telling me that Joe Burrow is a bust potentially that's without taking an NFL snap? That's blasphemous. It truly is. And I don't I don't know where you're getting it. Okay. I don't know. You okay. Must be on well, here's a here's a scenario for you. So Johnny Manziel, when he got oh. drafted at twenty two overall in twenty fourteen. <laughs> right? Compare the same thing. Why did he fall so far? It's because it's because even without taking a single NFL snap, he had incredible bust potential. 
That's what I'm saying. You can have bust potential and Hall of Fame potential before you take a single snap in the NFL. By that, by that argument, I have, I have draft bust potential or Hall of Fame potential. We're talking about the best people on defense goes to the Hall of Fame. You know, you understand that, right? You yeah. understand the people that make the Hall of Fame. It's not just. It's not like the NBA where they just say, okay, in 10 years we're going to give all of these guys a, a, a ring. No, this is different, okay? We're talking about the, the greatest of all time that walk on the field. I mean, we're, we're talking a lot of people. In Chase Young, it is too early to say that he is in Hall of Fame defensive lineman, okay? We talk I'm not thing. saying he's a Hall of Fame defensive lineman. I'm saying he has Hall of Fame potential. So does everyone that gets drafted. That's my point. Joe Burrow can be a okay, Hall of Famer fine. just as Higher, Fine, okay. Let me rephrase that. Chase Young has the highest Hall of Fame potential out of any defensive player drafted in the past, say, you know, nine, ten years. I think I think you use Hall of Fame a very loose term, and that's disrespectful to every defensive player that got inducted. And you should thoroughly apologize to every single one of them. That's my point. If you're going to ask me who is the most player, who's the best player to you know make a difference on the team, I'm obviously going to answer Chase Young, but. For you to tell me that he is a Hall of Fame player, potentially, right now, that is blasphemous. Because even J.J. Watt is not considered a Hall of Famer right now in his career. And J.J. Watt is light years away from Chase Young. Yeah, right now. Right now. But when so J.J. Watt was first drafted... For you to even put Chase Young and Hall of Fame in the same sentence, I honestly, that just, it's, it's blasphemous again. I'm going to say it. But anyway, I don't, I don't mean to argue with you, and I don't mean to raise my voice. You know, kids, I try to be nice. I try, but there's just certain stuff that gets me, gets me irritated. Right. Oh, man. I. Where do you get off this podcast? Where, where's my cutoff point on here? Yeah, I gotta find that. Your cutoff <laughs> point, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We're, we're we're early in the game, so we're still kind of figuring this, figuring what we really truly want to be. But anyway, uh, so- well, truth be told, we have spent way too much time talking about the. Potential failure of Joe Burrow. So no, the, let's the get fact, the fact you put Joe Burrow in. Uh, I, I'm just I'm done. Let's get back on to our regular scheduled topics here. I suppose. So which pick surprised you the most? You said Jor- Jordan Love. I'll say Damon Arnett, who was uh, the Ohio State corner drafted by the Raiders. I'd say. Third round pick, taken in the first round, arguably. I know the Raiders drafted 
Henry Ruggs at 12. But the Broncos, who are in the same division as the Raiders, my Broncos, drafted Jerry Judy. And Damon Arnett will be embarrassed by Jerry Judy twice a season. I guarantee it. He's just, he's not that quality corner who can go up against speed. It's its too early to tell for me, but I, I like the... I like the fact that the Raiders have at least a plan. We're gonna we're gonna go heavy on defense and see if we can be competitive a little bit on offense. Because their dying need to me was like a a quarterback, which they address that with Marcus Mariota, and maybe Gruden could be the quarterback whisperer that yeah. Mariota was. I've heard it all, but they they don't have a terrible roster up and down because they got a steal in Josh Jacobs last year and that 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 and that safety they, got, they drafted last right. year who uh who only played in the first game before he got yeah. injured well and right so they 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 got a plan at least but All right. right let me tell you Damon Arnett was a Mike Mayock pick he was not a consensus war room pick he was a Mike Mayock pick Right. Well, and who's the who's to say because that organization is so like Mike Mayhawk makes all the decisions in front office. Uh, Chuck, but Chucky Gruda does. Mike Mayhawk does not make all all the decisions because according to certain NFL insiders, Mike Mayhawk was not as high on Henry Ruggs as Gruden was, and quote unquote Gruden got his way when he got Ruggs. Really? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying there's just this big disconnect between the coach and the GM for the Raiders. That's fair. But either way, next topic. Which pick do you think will have the most success with the team who drafted them? The most success with the team who drafted them. I got to go. I got to go Chase Young. I we We touched on him. And, you know, we've, we've talked about him, but he's obviously going to make, he's obviously going to walk into the team and make the Redskins a better team because they drafted him. They can use him right now. And the Redskins D line is already pretty good. He's walking in there to be, you know, something, he's going to be something special. Okay. Not, uh, so he'll be something special, but not a Hall of Famer. I mean, it, it, you're you're gonna tell me. I'm not getting this argument again, buddy. I'm I'm over it. But you're you're telling me that Chase Young in the Hall of Fame in the same sentence that is disrespectful to every person on defense that has been inducted, and you should thoroughly apologize. We are talking about the De- Deion Sanders. We're talking, yeah, all. All of the greatest players to ever to ever play in 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 the game, and you're comparing Chase Young to them already. I'm he comparing his potential to them. And you've said it's easier to win in college. It so is. Probably he's probably playing against scrub uh, Okay. Okay. Fine. You see what I did there? You win you this I round. I, 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 you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. I I see what you did there. But 
I mean, what do you think? What do you think? Who, who, who will make the biggest impact? I guess for me, he's kind of a lesser-known guy, a guy that I definitely didn't think would go in the first round, but I think the Dolphins got got great value with him, and it's Austin Jackson, the tackle from USC. I say he's a great pick because he's a guy, he can play both left and right. He's really not the flashiest offensive tackle, but he's probably the most consistent tackle taken in the first round this year. And having Tua being a left-handed quarterback, they can put Austin Jackson on whichever side Tua needs the most help on. Right. I, I, that pick's pretty solid. Um, as, as far as it, the, the biggest team, and the last topic of the day, we're going to bring it in. Um, the biggest team for me that won the, won the draft or so far is the Miami Dolphins. They, and Minnesota's having a, pretty good, having a pretty good day also, but between Miami's culture they have brought in with Brian Flores, and the general manager there, they're doing a phenomenal job with with the picks they've accumulated. They got they got Tua, which he's he's are he's my favorite quarterback in the draft. And they got he got him some help. I mean, they got him an O lineman, and they got a stud. They got some studs like there's tight end. Um, can't remember his name. But they got a good tight end. They got a they got a guy that is a bona fide star in a wide receiver with um can't remember his name. I, I truly can't. Um, but they got they got some powerhouses on that team. I'm excited for Miami. I'm a believer, and the, that, that's a guy. That's a team I think who won the draft because they just had a lot of they have a lot of picks to deal and a lot of picks to to handle so it, it was fun watching them you know have a good day unlike some other teams i know you're listening to the Checkdown podcast well on to our next topic which pick upset you the most now i think we've gone pretty deep into this because i think the picks that upset us the most were the picks that surprised us the most too but what say you I, again, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with number th- number 26 in Jordan Love. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. I'm still, you know, a little flabbergasted in the move. And I, I'll just leave it at that. You guys know my points about, you know, guys. The thing that bothers me is like Green Bay didn't draft a single skills position players since 2005 in the first round of the draft and finally they did this year but it was a need that they didn't need in because we were a game of green bay was a game away from making the super bowl they might have got blown out to kansas city but it'd have been nice to go they're a game away and they're playing against teams that obviously got better you see Minnesota get uh, guys like the wide receivers from LSU. They they got they got talent, and Green Bay just didn't get any better that day, and it really upset a lot of fans, including me. But 
Yeah, they just didn't surround with the talent that Rodgers desperately needed in his 15 years of being the quarterback there. And it was, again, the biggest slap on the wrist ever in the night. But it's I'm curious how it's going to work out. And as I said before, I won't touch on it a whole lot, but it's just it still doesn't make sense to this day right now. The pick that upset me the most was the Bucks trading up with the 49ers one spot to draft Tristan Wirfs. It's not that the pick of Tristan Wirfs upset me. It's just how the pick happened because I wanted the Broncos who picked one pick after the Bucks and who had talked about trading up. I wanted them to take Tristan Wirfs. Now don't now don't get me wrong. I am abundantly thankful and happy that they drafted Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy is going to be a phenomenal receiver. He's not a diva receiver that we see so often with the likes of Antonio Brown and whatnot. But Tristan Wirfs, just such a quality pick that fell to 13. And I was really hoping he'd fall to 15. But the Bucks traded up one spot. One spot, which means that they feared that another team like the Broncos, was in talks with the 49ers to trade up and, and draft works. You know, that does make a whole lot of sense now that you mention it more, but I don't know. I San Francisco got a really good D-tackle, and they they did really good. All right. I, I will. That's my next her. point. Your favorite pick in the entire draft. My favorite pick in the entire draft. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Chase Young. In as much as we've argued about him, I still think that he is going to be the difference maker in that on that team between between, you know, the D the D line on in um in Washington's pretty dang good right now. And they just got three times better with Chase Young. As I said, he's going to be he's going to be a good guy. And Ron Rivera likes his defense. He's in a good scheme right now. And I'm 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 more excited to see what the likes of Tua or Herbert can do with their team because they're going to be thrown in pretty fast. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Chase Young right. out of Ohio. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, in closing, for me, my favorite pick was Javon Kinlaw, who the 49ers took at 14 overall, the defensive tackle from South Carolina. He was my favorite pick because the 49ers got the 13th overall pick from the Colts, who they traded DeForest Buckner to. So basically, they drafted a much younger with higher upside replacement for DeForest Buckner at a much cheaper price. Yeah. So. It's a smart move when you think about it. In organizations that know how to trade away, and San Francisco has done a pretty good job of getting good talent in the draft and developing it. And Ken Law is going to be a stud. And you're right. I mean, he is a cheaper, more upside guy than Buckner is. In, but the D-line in San Francisco is already pretty dang good with 
TJ with um with a lot of people. You got the you got a Bosa there who was arguably the best defensive player last year. Well, he got he got, got the uh, uh the defensive rookie of the year award, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. See, he he's great. So they're they're going to have some fun with Kinlaw, and I hate to say it, but San Francisco Wright has a great front office that knows how to get picks when they want it. That is very true. They got the assets to do it. They're 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 dang smart. That I is, will say that. That's very true. And okay, my tentative prediction for Javon Kinlaw, I bet that he is this year's version of Jeffrey Simmons. Although Kinlaw, he's not he's not hurt. He's not going to miss any miss any time because of a torn ACL or meniscus or whatever Jeffrey Simmons had. But when Jeffrey Simmons came on for the Titans, he came on strong and he absolutely dominated. I'd put him right behind that Bosa kid that got drafted at number two. Javon Kinlaw, he he's my guy. I have high hopes and high faith in him that he'll produce at a high level for a very long time. Well, I think that wrapped up a pretty exciting eventful draft day one recap i would say so don't you think bud oh yeah i do no absolutely but anyway i i they all know i mean you and i shoot we we talk on the phone forever about just football i think we both agree that it is our sanctuary it it makes us relaxed on this you know, because the draft, I mean, it was a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, it was a little different than what the normal thing is, but I, it, it was fun. And I really enjoyed the time that I got to watch and just, you know, see the the raw emotions of every fan on because it gives everyone a hope. And that's that's what they all need is that glimmer of hope for, to make your team great. And I think that wraps it all about up. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, as as you said, Sideline Media 2. Check out the website we got going, sidelinemedia20.wixsite.com. And you just leave us a, you know, you leave us a creative review on Apple Podcasts, you'll, you'll win a sports shop swag. You'll get a chance to. And that's nothing we didn't cover. We just wanted to make sure... You're all aware that we're here, and we're here to stay. So tune in next time for our next podcast, and we hope to see you there. You've been listening to the Checkdown Podcast. Join your NFL tacticians at sidelinemedia20.wixsite.com to continue the conversation.